Welcome to Speakers Forum. I'm your host, John O'Brien. Women around the world are honored on March 8th, International Women's Day. This year, the theme was Gender Equality Today for a Sustainable Tomorrow. And in the U.S., we mark the entire month of March as National Women's History Month. The intention here is to, quote, celebrate the contributions women have made to the United States and recognize the specific achievements women have made over the course of American history in a variety of fields. In this episode of Speakers Forum, we catch up with a poignant, lyrical, and musical manifestation of those celebrations in a virtual event hosted by the Elliott Bay Book Company. It includes the poets Claudia Castro Luna, Lina Halaf Tufaha, Cindy Williams Gutierrez, and Dima Shahabi, and the classical guitarist Hilary Field. The creators called the program The Water We Carry Struggle, Daring, Dignity, and Joy. One of the after effects of the COVID pandemic has been our sometimes awkward use of virtual spaces to stay connected. As much as we all might complain about this distanced necessity, Zoom fatigue rings many bells, there's no denying that on some level it kept us together. This gathering captures moments of grace, joy, and disturbance. It serves as a poetic signifier of themes that touch on women's past, present, and hoped-for future. In a bittersweet turn, as host Claudia Castro Luna imagines the applause that certainly would have risen at the close, a sign of our togetherness and common feeling. Even saying so, we can nearly hear it. The Elliott Bay Book Company presented this event on March 5th. Here, Claudia Castro Luna introduces the program. Thank you so much, Rick and Karen, for, for having us, for making space for us. Muchas gracias y buenas tardes a todos. Good afternoon, everyone, for joining us uh, near and far. Um, we appreciate your company for this program we've created and titled The Water We Carry, Struggle, Daring, Dignity, and Joy in Celebration of International Women's Day. Gloria Steinem, the writer, feminist journalist, has said that the story of women's struggle for equality belongs to no single feminist, not to any, nor to any one organization, but to the collective efforts of all who care about human rights. The struggle for gender equity involves all aspects of life, from reproductive rights to access to health, education, equal pay, access to clean water, to land. We need collective real action to lessen the effects of climate change and the way it impacts food systems and waterways, which disproportionately affect women and children around the world. It's often said that to educate a woman, you educate, a, if you educate a woman, you educate a whole generation. The same is true when we empower women across the board, not only with access to knowledge, to resources, 
to equal opportunities, by, but also by giving them voice. And today we are focusing on voices, our own and those of our ancestors, um, and lifting voices of those elsewhere across, <clears throat> sorry, across time and space in places here in the United States and beyond. With a heavy heart, we think of women, daughters, grandmothers in the Ukraine who are, as we speak, living in the grip and terror of war. We hold them dearly as we hold other women, mothers, grandmothers, who are also, as we speak, in other parts of the world, enduring war and occupation. We think of women who valiantly, valiantly step into each day protecting their children with dignity, and yes, even with song, with joy and hope for the future. We are very lucky this afternoon to have joining us Jacqueline Andrew, Lil Watts Stamick, joining us to open our program. She is joining us from the unceded territory of British Columbia, Canada, um, and we are so grateful and thankful for that. She is born from a long line of matriarchs and respective chiefs. Father, retired Chief Leonard Andrew, grandfather and uncle were also chiefs. She's a proud mother and daughter of a son. She carries oral traditions of buckskin, garment design, traditional dance. She's a bear dancer, sacred water carrier, certified to teach her mother tongue. She also holds a Bachelor of Arts degree and is a custom designer, choreographer, cultural educator, traditional medicine maker, and distributor. And with that, we um, welcome Jackie Andrew. Claudia. Um, I'm honored to um, honor my mother and my grandmothers for bringing us all here today. My mother is Florence Andrew and my daughter's Michaela and uh, she graduated during the pandemic and my son who just turned 18 today. Happy birthday Marin and I'm here as um, an ancestor. I do ancestral work on various levels and one of the things that I have shared of course uh, was the, the power of prayer the power of peace and unity and so sovereignty, but also bringing in that support from all the four directions of Mother Earth, including all the colors of the people, the white, the yellow, the red, the black. And part of my journey from, from birth, and I'm a twin, and I, yes, I, I bear dance, and I uh, did a journey to Standing Rock. And when I was there, I had... I, I was there in December in a really powerful storm that was actually quite uh, scary at times because it was so cold and everything shut down for a little bit. And and I, I went there because of our chiefs sent me with our flag, the solidarity flag, and I wanted to be of service to Chief Orville Looking Horse and his wife, Paula. And, uh, and I was walking around and I was so honored to to be a part of that and just to feel the power of prayer and all the people from all four directions united and when i was there i i 
I actually was, I asked um, uh, a leader there, if a spiritual person too, that was, uh, if I could take some of the ash from the fire and we were given permission. So my elder and I, and I've been traveling with that and, you know, I'm gathering sacred water and all through some of the journeys. When I returned, I wrote this and it's called the power of prayer to protect her. And it's a, uh, I wrote it uh, shortly after returning in 2017. If we would only open our hearts, our minds, our eyes, we would see her signs, the messages before us from the four sacred directions all around us. We are fast asleep. She is dying within and all around us as we sleep. Tears of Mother Earth fall at our feet, weeping from those who bear witness before us. Our ancestors, our matriarchs, our little ones, the winged ones, the finned ones, the rooted ones, the four-legged. If we would be still enough to feel our own heartbeats as we walk broken worlds, as we share our sacred words. If we would feel the heartbeat of Mother Earth, the warmth of her inner core, our vibrations one. Be stir with open hearts to the drumbeat of Mother Earth. Feel her veins erupting before us for we neglect her. Cleansed by sacred water, which flows through us, our mothers as life givers bear life for us. We've been blinded by our own inner storms, ego, power, greed. We let go of our mother's hands, unsettled. She struggles to shake us awake. We feel her power through her forces of fire, wind, water. Through our own turmoil, our devoted mother offers signs of mighty transformations from our ancestors, fire. If we would only be still with the sunsets, feel the prayers, the power, the peace from the four sacred directions, healing through our ancestors' teachings. If we would be only slow, if we would only slow our minds, our words, our hands, our feet. Embrace the sunrise, the gifts of life, respect and accept our responsibilities. From the four sacred directions, united we stand from the north, the east, the south, the west. Winds. As people of the four sacred directions, the red, the black, the yellow, the white. We gather from Turtle Island, from all around Good Mother Earth, as one circle. The four sacred directions, our sacred elders, our sacred women, our sacred men, our future generations, sacred. We are our ancestors' visions come to life. As many people as stars in the sky, our journeys cross. We gather as a seventh generation. Sacred water offerings to the seventh council fire like the core of mother earth the sacred flame burns from 137 times around the sun before us our heartbeats are now one grounding uplifting balancing our medicine wheel teachings of life transformations through light and love bring truth and strength our animal spirits offering the power of prayer of change of peace With our own growing pains, we wake up, rise as our ancestors' forces. Through blinding blizzards, we see signs of life 
before us. By leading with our heart first, our mother can finally settle before us. Snow blankets Mother Earth, she can now be at ease, cradled and awake by our loving embrace. The Dakota winds, crippling cold, bringing breaths of our ancestors, her strength and power moving through our every being. Our mother's forces transforming and bestilling earth and souls before us as water to fire through us. Warm, loving hands intertwined at sacred circles, teaching and sharing our circles of life, bringing forward ancestral knowledge, awaking us. Powerful as a newborn's first breaths, gusts of winds are the force of our ancestors clearing the way before us. Bearing witness with our animal spirits, we no longer hibernate. We are our ancestors' dreams and visions. Prophecies come to life since time immemorial. In solidarity from near and far from the four sacred directions, alive, living, loving, with humbling gratitude. To walk or talk as messengers with seeds of hope, we can now dream awake. Braving the powerful forces united through the strength of all our ancestors with open hearts, with open minds, with our open eyes. Through our ancestors' peaceful prayers from our four sacred directions, for our sacred water of life, we move mountains as warriors, shapeshifters of Mother Earth. We must protect her, not as protesters. We are water protectors. We stand together at Standing Rock to protect our mothers, to protect her. Mini Wichoni, Our Sacred Water is Life by Jackie Andrew, 2017. Kukshram Kalev. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you. Um, thank you for your words. Thank you for inviting us to lead with our hearts and for calling forth um, the power of prayer um, and, and, and for bringing this idea, for centering this idea in this reading that um, earth is our great mother. And as she said, she is shaking us awake. Um, we are all part of a huge web, the environment and the earth and us, our bodies, we are all related. We are all one. Thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Christian. And so we move on with our program from Jackie tuning in from the northern end um, of where we are to Dima Shehabi, who will now join us from the south, um, from northern California. Dima um, is a Kuwait-born poet, teacher, editor, and activist. She is the author of 13 Departures from the Moon and co-author with Marilyn Hacker, of Diasp Renga, a collection, a collaboration in alternating Renga. So each of them have written a poem which answers back to the previous poem, Creating a Chain. And I can't wait to get my hands on that book. Um, Dima, for those of you who will be going to Philadelphia for the AWP, for the Association of Writers and Writing Programs, which will be held in Philadelphia, she will have, she will be speaking there in a panel entitled 
cosmopolis of memory, women on cultural selfhood in a globalized world. And her work is also forthcoming in Poem a Day in April. Thank you so much for joining us, Dima. Thank you so much, Claudia. And thank you, Jackie, for that beautiful uh, reading. I was so inspired. Um, I'm going to begin with a ghazal, which collects the voices of both powerful and quotidian women throughout history. The opening couplet begins with a song from world-renowned Egyptian singer Um Kulthum. And this is Ghazal, Wasted Life. One hush, one stage, she floats at odds with wasted life, singing, what I saw before my eyes saw you was wasted life. What do dandelion, basil, and oleander mitigate? His pain or her fingertips on the gauze of wasted life? First of the rescue reigns her wet eyes. Damp lashes excavate dreams but hide no scars for wasted life. A ghusun, my love, doesn't lean into the slightest breeze. It wells its roots through river pleats with no pause for wasted life. Anbara scrambles to find her love in a labyrinth of gallows. She sees him in a lagoon of skin and bones, claws of wasted life. A long drive to the airport, dawn light the color of dark iron. Goodbye, father. Distance is always a carcass from wasted life. Don't weep like a woman for what you couldn't defend as a man, she says, as Boabdil withdraws to wasted life. A light not touched by fire is nothing but a thirst for belonging and your stubble sting against my mouth's applause for wasted life. So that was the ghazal. I'm going to go on and um, read from this wonderful collection by a Palestinian woman. Her name is uh, Maya Abul Hayat. She's also an author of children's books and director of the Palestine Writing Workshop. She has a forthcoming poetry collection coming out in May from Milkweed Editions entitled, You Can Be the Last Leaf. Her poems are translated by the wonderful uh, poet and translator Fadi Juda, and they really do live on the threshold of private and public narratives. And as the translator says, as the translator himself says of her work, her poems, quote, celebrate survival as the last leaf in autumn is sister to the first leaf in spring. I'm going to be reading her uh, poem entitled We. Yes, we who raise our flags on every occasion, mention Palestine 20 times in a sentence, afraid to laugh for too long, guilty over our fleeting small joys. We, the pursued over our identities, our places of birth, and especially our burial lots. We, kind and wicked, heroic and obstinate, the first to die, and if necessary, the last, 
we nationalists, sentimentalists, tearful, always tearful, our children we don't know who pass by us with or without sending smiles our way, their many questions and infuriating habits. We showed our hand too soon, our weeping over adolescents who peacefully stand in front of their houses, making gestures, playing the game of men, and our weeping over mothers, all of them, the happy ones with news of pregnancy, and those who dispatch letters to TV and radio stations, Oh, mothers who send winter clothes one size too big to their incarcerated sons. Yes, mothers who regurgitate their sorrows and mottos as stories regurgitate us year after year. We cry and cry until we cry no more and stop joking around. We showed our hand too soon. We know who we are. And I will end here and rejoin the program a bit later. Thank you so much, Dima, for that reading, for your own uh, reading and the reading you just read. Those, those lines would stay with me for a long time. The glamour of wasted life. And then this, um, this image of the last leaf of autumn being sister to the earliest leaf of spring. That's just amazing. Thank you. Um, so this program is the a brainchild of three of us at different points. Cindy Williams Gutierrez and myself uh, thought that it would be great to have a program two years ago. Um, we shared the stage at Titan, Washington. There's an annual writing conference and we shared the stage there and thought it would be good to, to do something like we're doing today. Um, and then COVID happened. And um, the other person deeply involved with the program is Hilary Field, who is a classical guitarist and with whom I have collaborated over the years here in Seattle, um, as has Lina Halaftufaha, who will read uh, later on in the program, has also collaborated. And so the three of us have at different points try in one way or another to make to, to to bring a program for International Women's Day. So we are very thankful again to Elliot Bay Books for uh, hosting us today. Hilary Field um, is an internationally known performing and recording artist who has garnered widespread praise for her work with classical guitar. Her debut album, Music of Spain and Latin America, won Classical Album of the Year, awarded by the National Association of Independent Record Distributors. And it is an amazing, amazing album. And she is an amazing performer. And today she will has she has arranged music, her own compositions to poems um, that Lena and myself have written. And later on in the program, we'll also play her own composition. So Welcome, Hillary. Thank you. Thank you, Claudia. And thank you to all of these wonderful women poets who have gathered here today to celebrate and to share their art. Um, I have had the pleasure and the honor to collaborate closely with Claudia and with Lena to work with them on their poems and compose music um, to go with their poems. And that is what I'd like to share with you today. Um, I put together a video montage of three poems, two by Claudia and one by Lena. 
And even though we're not able to meet live, one silver lining of being able to do this virtually is that I had an opportunity to work with visuals as well as the poetry and the music to put a video together for today's program. Um, and in a few moments, I'll share the screen. Um, first, I was hoping that Claudia could talk a little bit about her own poems. Um, there are two poems from Killing Marias, her beautiful book. And if Lena could come on the screen and talk a little bit about her wonderful poem as well. Thank you, Hillary. Thank you. I, I will. I guess I will speak to the lullaby uh, poem. So this book is dedicated to women who have been murdered on the uh, border between the U.S. and Mexico in the town of Juarez, which is across the border from El Paso, Texas. And in writing the book, um, I experienced despair, um, rage, really anger. And also was trying to find a way to, to, to honor the women to be as tender as I could be. And the poem that Hillary has put music to is, um, is a poem that is attempting to, um, be as gentle and to conjure, um, the sweetness of life. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Claudia and Hillary. Um, so the poem that Hillary has um, set to music uh, of mine is entitled Masahar Listens to Fairuz Sing the Bee's Path. And for um, the attendees who may be familiar with Arabic music and particularly with Fairuz, you will know that her voice is the soundtrack of our lives for the last many decades in Arab cities. Um, and this poem is from uh, my chapbook, Letters from the Interior, which is published by Diode. Um, and there are several Miss Sahad listens to Fairuz songs, poems in that collection. And I will just say that the seed for that poem and um, its sister poems was uh, first written at Hedgebrook, a beautiful uh, uh, writing retreat for women here in the Pacific Northwest. And it began for me as a way to think about you know, what is the archive that women create for our lives, those of us who endure and survive wars and dispossession. Um, and that archive is rich and deep and doesn't always, um, doesn't always show up as official document. And so for me, some of these Fairuz songs are part of that archive. And this was an homage to that song and what it means to be an Arab woman listening to those songs um, at home and away from home. Thank you so much for those beautiful descriptions. As I said, it was just a joy for me to take these beautiful lyrical musical poems and, and write music to them. So in a moment, I'm going to disappear for a moment and then I'll share the screen and share the video of the poetry and music with everybody. If you're going to go, if you're going to scorch this heart and leave a desert in your absence, tell me now and I'll follow the bees. If you're going to scorch this heart, I'll hem the horizon in solitude. Tell me now and I'll follow the bees inside the anemones scarring the hillside. I'll hem the horizon in solitude. 
the light lengthening, breaking inside the anemones scarring the hillside. I'll spiral beneath the dome of the sky, the light lengthening, breaking. This moment gathered around us as I spiral beneath the dome of the sky. Spring is a ravishment forever dying, dying, dying. This moment gathered around us is honey and wild greens and the promise of ravishment forever dying, dying, dying. We're just another love song, remembered or forgotten. Honey and wild greens and the promise of losing you in the desert of what happens next. We're just another love song, remembered or forgotten. Will you stay until the anemones fall back into the land? Will you stay until the anemones fold back into the land or leave a desert in your absence? Are we just another love song, remembered or forgotten? Tell me now and I'll follow the bees. Maria Cristina hanging chrysalis. What would I do for a smidgen of your rebellion, Maria? As a woman to trust the halo of your intuition. I know, you know, courage plummets easily from cliffs of doubt, both imposed and self-harvested. manifest what the mind knows but the eye cannot yet see, how to pluck hope from the terrace gardens where it grows. I think about the nature of change, the transfiguration of grain to woman. The audacity of salt to embolden water into ocean. The urge to break free. The urge 
to break free. Maria, Queen of Lullabies. Bajo tus pies, pétalos de rosa. En tus tiernos oídos, canciones de corazón. En cada dedo, anillos dorados. Y en tu bolsillo, todo mi amor. En cada dedo, anillos dorados. Y en tu bolsillo, todo mi amor. Todo mi amor. Under your feet, rose petals. In your tender ears, heart songs. On each finger, golden rings. And in your pocket, all my love. On each finger, golden rings. And in your pocket, all my love. All my love. Thank you so much, Hillary. That's fantastic. The montage is really amazing. Thank it's you. always amazing to hear your music and oh, just watching, hearing uh, Lena's voice against those images and your music. What it's just really it moved me deeply. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's my yeah. As I said, my my joy and my honor, and it moves me every time. <laughs> so thank you very much. Yeah, I look forward to listening to you later on in the program. Thank yeah. you. So moving on, we have um, Cindy Williams Gutierrez, who, as I said, is the other, um, uh, you know, the other instigator or the mastermind behind this idea of holding an event for International Women's Day. Cindy is a poet, a playwright, producer, and educator inspired by the silent and silenced voices of history and her story. She was awarded the 2018 Willow Books Editor's Choice Poetry Selection in the 2016 Oregon Literary Fellowship for her amazing book, Inlaid with Nacre, The Names of Forgotten Women. Cindy is a co-producer and playwright in the name of Forgotten Women, a choreo poem that's premiering at Coho in Portland on March 25th through April 16th. And so it's really amazing that in the middle of rehearsals um, for her play, she's able to join us today. Uh, Sydney, welcome and thank you. 
Thank you so much, Claudia. It is an honor to be with all of the readers here today, a joy to commemorate International Women's Day. And um, I thank you so much for your invitation to uh, this wonderful event. Uh, I am going to be reading poems from this collection, Inlay with Nacre, The Names of Forgotten Women, because as Claudia mentioned, I am living them. I have the great joy and privilege of seeing them being brought to life in my choreo poem, In the Name of Forgotten Women. I started writing these poems over seven years ago, and even after I put the manuscript together and it was accepted for publication, these women would not stop speaking to me. And I realized in my own body the truth that these poems needed to be embodied. So um, that is what we are in the process of doing with Coho Productions. I'm going to share three poems that are dramatized in the choreo poem. And I would like to dedicate this reading to Mahalalush, to Jackie Andrew, who has become my friend through this project of sacred and activist theater. I'm going to start with a poem that is a message from the Black Madonna. And the Black Madonna is a statue or a painting of the Virgin Mary with dark skin. She is worshipped throughout Europe and Latin America and in Africa and Asia as well. And um, I consider Our Lady of Guadalupe, whom you saw several times in that montage, a manifestation of the Black Madonna. Message from the Black Madonna to the First Mothers. Some say I turned black from decay of gold and azure pigments leaking lead. Others credit centuries of grime, of devotees, votive candle smoke. I say, Indigene, I belong to your kind. I am Our Lady of Africa in Algiers, Manila's Nuestra Señora de Guilla, La Guadalupana in Mexico City. I am the brown, the black of the earth. I am the first to give birth, to nurse. My skin is the primordial soil. I open my dark palms to feed your kin. I place one word on your native tongue. Say Malud, Napanganak, Nasser. From Africa to Mexico, you are first born, born beyond nations, born to the land. In working on this choreo poem, this poem has actually become more expansive. So in the theatrical work, the message is both from Our Lady of Guadalupe and also from Kali. The next poem, I um, conjure a different feminine power, Raven Woman, who is respectfully inspired 
by the Haida Gwaii raven as a symbol of transformation. Dream Diary, Invocation. The moon's unblinking eye slices the dark. A windless night and the aspens stand mute. In this circle of trees, I throw up my hands, rending the thick air, rising and bowing again and again. My splayed fingers claw the emptiness, pregnant with everything lost. With the bound feet of unwanted girls, the kidnapping of school girls, trafficking of child girls, torture of activist girls, beating of wife girls, the molesting of small boned girls. A low gurgling croak, she is here. I want to quiet the shrill, but there are too many predators, too many nests disturbed. I scan the trees for wings to shroud darkness, render it invisible. I can only rasp raven woman, call to me with light. The darkness lurches. She tips one wing at the sky, the other at the grove. These aspens, now a radiant silver beneath the new moon. And her gurgling turns to grating. Stand tall among the upright people. The air quakes as her wings breathe the trees like lungs. In her wake, a murmuring stir like aspen. Make a rush of sound that shakes the world. And I would like to close with a poem that I wrote specifically for this theatrical work. It is untitled, but if I were to title it, I would call it Chant. Where are the missing and murdered indigenous women of Canada? Where are the missing and murdered indigenous women, the Inuit? Where are the missing and murdered indigenous women, the Meti? Where are the missing and murdered indigenous women of Washington? Where are the missing and murdered Dakota Sioux women and girls? Where are the bodies of missing indigenous women in Canada? Where are the bodies of missing indigenous girls in O Canada? Where are the bodies of women and girls on the highway of tears? Where are the bodies, the bodies on Canada's highway of tears? Where are the bodies, the bodies, the bodies, these byways of tears? 
hundreds of bodies, the bodies, the bodies of women and girls, hundreds of bodies, the bodies, the bodies of women and girls, hundreds of bodies, the bodies, the bodies of women and girls, hundreds of bodies, the bodies, the bodies of women and girls, hundreds of bodies, the bodies, the bodies of women and girls, hundreds of bodies, the bodies, the bodies of women and girls, Holy the bodies, the bodies, the bodies of women and girls. Holy the bodies, the bodies, the bodies of women and girls. Holy and bodies, the bodies, the bodies of women and girls. When will you stand for the murdered indigenous women and girls? Hundreds of bodies, the bodies, the bodies of women and girls. When will you stand for the missing indigenous women and girls? Holy the bodies, the bodies, the bodies of women and girls. When will you choose to stand up for the women and girls of the world? Thank you. And may we each remember to mother each other. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy, for your words. Very powerful. I'm breathless from hearing you read. I think part of what we're doing, I said at the beginning, that part of what we're doing here is giving voice because voice is, of course, um, denied so many women across the world, so many women here in, in real ways and also at the cost of their lives. Um, and it's so important to hold space and to remember and to honor and to be in relationship and be in solidarity with those who have gone before us. So thank you for your work and your words here today. Our next poet is Lina Halaf Tufaha, whom We've had the pleasure of um, her voice. We've had the pleasure of hearing through Hillary's um, collage. Lena is somebody who imparts light and wisdom wherever she walks. And those of us who live in Seattle and in, in the Puget Sound area and in this part of the world are so very lucky that she too lives here so that we could share in that um, wealth. And we are very lucky this afternoon that she is joining us. Lena has read many times, um, and, and Rick noted this in his introduction um, in, the, in the invitation for, for today from Elia Bay Books, that Lena has, has, is, is a friend and has been at Elia Bay Books many times, including uh, one unforgettable evening where there was a program that was a bilingual program, both in Arabic and English, and it was just one of those readings that stays with you forever. Um, she is. She won the 2018 Washington State Book Award for her book, Water and Salt, and is also the author of two chapbooks, Arab in Newsland and Letters from the Interior. She has also received an Aris Trust Fellowship in the 2019 Robert Watson Literary Prize, among other honors. And Lena is um, such an inspiration and a warrior. So I thank you ahead of time, Lena, for your reading today. Thank you so much, Claudia. Gosh, I have to live up to all that now. <laughs> 
I'm so grateful to you and to Elliott Bay Books and to Hillary for this um, magnificent program to all my fellow readers. Um, I actually would like to start this reading by inviting uh, my sister Dima to join me. Um, during the, the years of the pandemic, she and I um, worked on uh, this, what I think of as a beautiful uh, epistolary poem. It's sort of a hybrid hybrid work that we did, sent a correspondence back and forth um, together. And uh, it was Dima's suggestion that we share it today. And so that's the, the first piece um, I'll read with Dima. Dima, totally. This is called The Distance of a Sky. Dear Lena, what is longing? A moist faith, a sorrow shaped like a sister, an adulterated wish to merge with the cosmos like a giant redwood shooting into cobalt blue. I am here in a small town next to a mountain in the valley of the moons. I am the woman with the rising belly lifting herself onto the hammock and swinging low. My eyes trace the silhouette of Mount St. Helen, recording her dents, her bubbling extremities, the paths of her pyrocrastic flows. The land here gestures towards the sky with no fence in sight. It's the same way a certain cemetery where my loved ones lie forces my eyes up, sequestering them in the air. It's late October, the earth nets scents of Jeffrey Pine, evening primrose, California with strawberry, Cleveland sage. I'm swinging low. I hear murmur in the grass. Dear Dima, at a dinner table, passing a plate of smoky eggplant, we spoke of our children, their fledgling language. You likened it to music. When I speak of longing, the fragrances of unreachable cities rise up in me. So much of my American pregnancies are a study of imagined geographies. Here is what you might be feeling. Here are the new networks of veins growing inside of you. Here is a template for your birth plan. Here are the milestones. Here are the crossings. During my first pregnancy, my mother-in-law sends a loaf of sesame bread from Jerusalem, swaddled like a newborn for its ocean passage. And it is the one small as a sesame seed, the poet says of our homeland. There will never be checkpoints on my way to the hospital. In my plan, I write that our newborn must be placed in my arms for her father to whisper a first avan in her ear. As I write, a new distance occurs to me. She was raised in a city of empty skies. Years after my first daughter is born, I meet a man who confesses that in his childhood, his parents never told him he was Palestinian. He is a newborn. I think now of the years spent carrying, the body become home. Some mornings, I am capable of singing. Mornings. We hoist our homeland onto our chest, though it hangs on us like a precipice. The news drapes over and annuls our joys, though certain conversations are buoyed by duality of being. The part who you see that I am in many ways could not exist without you, someone said. 
What we don't see is what comes to us. Once as a child, I heard screaming through a window and thought a woman was giving birth. Later, I would find her dancing in a black dress embroidered with daisies, no evidence of labor. In a veranda swirling with tulip tiles, I danced with her, hoping the morning would never come. When my child was born, I promised, I told myself not to count the long hours and prayed the tether would release in the water of my dreams. In another story, I am the woman whose child arrives with no sound, leaving a whittled stone in my throat. That I would rise after birth was sometimes in doubt. When my great-grandmother felt her first contractions, she was traveling with her husband, an Ottoman colonel. They were in Hebron when she delivered my grandmother, Sara, namesake of her birthplace. They stayed for a month before returning to their home. When my grandmother prepared to labor, she traveled home to Damascus. My mother carries the city of her birth, of her first month, in her American passport, relic of a world now inaccessible. In my birth preparation class, there is only one other woman who is not white. She looks over at me and smiles quietly. I am full of her silence. The instructor, a white woman, wants us to practice vocalizing. She encourages us to get in touch with the fierce animal of the self as we labor. She tells us this is what women in other cultures do. They intone their way through pain. I do not return her gaze. I am distracted by this anthropology. I cannot practice breathing with her voice in the room. The parts of me that are visible pass seamlessly from one estrangement to another. My, friend comes, my friends come to visit in the hospital after each of my daughters is born, each of them cradling her own pregnant belly. Among my heirlooms are a set of three pictures like this, curve of a tender skull visible in my arms, a ring of aunties around the hospital bed, their laughter softening the light. One friend's mother, eyes glittering mischievously, asks, Finish Shabara. She reaches into her blouse and snaps off the tiny satin bow at the center of her bra. She pastes it onto my daughter's hair with a drop of shampoo. To nurture in this stillness, this lushness, in the predictable, this is what all the journeying parents seek. And what do our safe and sound children become? Let them be shapeless, without wounds. At the protest that thread the years together, we intone our way through pain. We carry our children in our arms or on our bodies. In my third pregnancy, I found myself wondering, which war will be yours, little one? Sorry. Her eldest sister nursed as children skirted bullets on the streets of Ramallah. The sister after her nestled inside me as the bombs fell on Baghdad. When will the parts of the self dodging shrapnel in ancestral cities become visible to you? Which rooms will you fill with silence? How old will you be when they come to think of your fierceness as animal? Times and estrangement we have no control over. The hours unraveled from cities, women giving birth in a sudden blast, astrolabs without ships, trees falling with no witnesses in the forest. Who are we without grief? 
Dry lightning erupts over bone-parched hills and ignites 560 fires all at once. Semper virens swallow the flames. You have to peek into their cavities to catch a glimpse of the inferno. We catch the ash on our fingertips and wait for the hours to desist. When our cities go down in front of our eyes, we cling to motherhood. It becomes our flag. When I cup my son's face into my palms, I renew my promise to the tether. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dima. Um, I'll just close. I thought about so many different women who I wanted to bring into the room. There are many women. You could spend your whole life just reading women. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, but I think I'd like to close by bringing the Arabic language into the room and just read you a short poem by the mother of Palestinian poetry, Fadwa Tuqan. That was the title that uh, the late Mahmoud Darwish gave her. Um, Fadwa Tuqan was an incredible poet and woman um, she struggled against patriarchy and occupation her entire life. Um, and she wrote beautifully um, of hope and of bitterness, of community and of loneliness. And this poem in Arabic is entitled At-Turqat Al-Akhira, um, in English, The Last Knock. This is a, the book I'm reading from. It's called A Lover from Palestine. Um, it's an anthology of Palestinian poetry translated by Abdel Wahab al-Masiri and illustrated by the artist Kamal Bullata. But you can find work by Fadwa Tuqan in multiple anthologies, um, including um, the Modern Palestinian Literature Anthology and others. Ruqat al-Akhira. Halla taftah li hadha al-bab wahunat kaffi wa ana atruku, atruku babaka. أنا جئت رحابك أستجدي بعد سكينة وطمأنينة ولكن رحابك مغلقة مغلقة في وجهي غارقة في الصمت يا رب البيت مفتوحا كان الباب هنا والمنزل كان ملاذ الموقر بالأحزان مفتوحا كان الباب هنا والزيتونة والزيتونة خضراء تسامت فارغة تحتضن البيت والزيت يضيء بلا نار يهدي في الليل خطى الساري يعطي المسحوق بثقل الأرض طمأنينة ورضا يغمره وسكينة هل تسمعني يا رب البيت؟ أنا بعد ضياعي بعيدا عنك أعود إليك لكن رحابك مغلقة مغلقة في وجهي غارقة في الصمت لكن رحابك كاسية التراب الموت إن كنت هنا فافتح لي بابك لا تحجب وجهك عني وانظر يتمي وضياعي بين خرائب عالم المنهار وعلى كتفي أحزان الأرض وأهوال القدر الجبار. And the English translation reads, The last knock. Will you not open this door for me? My hand is exhausted from knocking at your door. I have come to your vastness to beg some tranquility and peace of mind, but your door is closed in my face, drowned in silence. Lord of the house, the door was open here, a refuge for all burdened with grief. The door was open here and the green olive tree rose high, embracing the house, the oil lamp kindling without fire, guiding steps of one walking at night, 
relieving those crushed by the burden of earth, flooding them satisfaction and ease. Do you hear me, O Lord of the house? After my loss in the deserts away from you, I have returned to you, but your door is closed in my face, drowned in silence. Your house is shrouded with the dust of death. You are here, open the door. Do not veil your face, see my orphanhood, my loss amid the ruins of a collapsing world, the grief of the world on my shoulders and terrors of a tyrant destiny to be undone. So again, that's the great Palestinian poet Fadwa Tuqan. Um, and I just want to thank Claudia again and Hillary and Elliot Bay for this magnificent gathering of voices. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lena, for, for that last reading, for bringing your home language, your heart language into the room, and for that sequence of letters, which was amazing and, and breathtaking. Who are we without our grief? That question is just arresting and made me think how necessary, how important it is to give voice, how we all have stories to tell, how we all have the right to story. Um, so now we go in the program, we're coming to very, very quickly to the end. Hillary will come back and, and perform for us one of her compositions. And then I will come back um, and close out the program with a couple of very short poems um, from various women poets. Hillary. Thank you so much. Um, and following that beautiful set of poetry and hearing that gorgeous Arabic language, I'm going to share uh, some pre-recorded music of mine. These are a couple of my compositions um, that I'd love to share with you today. And the first one is titled The Olive Branch and the Rose. And it is inspired by the Sephardic song, La Rosa in Florence and the Arabic Andalusian song, Lama Badayatathana. Um, and both of these songs, beautiful love songs, lullabies. Um, and I took those two songs and integrated them together um, into a piece. It's a little challenging at first because if um, you're familiar with music, they have different time signatures. One had four, four time, the other one had 10, eight time. And so it was a little bit of a challenge to make them flow together but it was not impossible and I enjoyed the process and I hope that you enjoy the music. Um, and right after that is another Sephardic song. It is Donzea Fantasia on a Sephardic Lullaby, Dorme Dorme.
God, I wish we were all in the same room so that we could hear the thunderous clapping that would sure be happening right now. That was amazing. Thank you so much. It's always so transporting to um, hear your music, but certainly to watch you play. It's just gorgeous. Thank you, Hillary. Thank you. And following um, Lena's poem in Arabic, you know, music is so, and language are so related, you know, and and hearing music, it's like it takes on the accent of the language. Yes. So, yeah. That was a marvelous segue. Yes, definitely. Yeah. To the previous reading. Yeah. Um, so we are almost at the end of the program. I, I thank everyone who has shared their work, their words, their wisdom, their presence um, to honor and celebrate women across the world, to remember those who have been taken, those who have been murdered, um, for bringing them into the room, for um, honoring them, for thinking of the central issue in front of us as Jackie um, opened with uh, the primacy of our mother earth. Um, I want to close by reading two short poems um, Lena said it well when she said you could spend you could spend hours and days just reading women's poetry, and that is certainly true. So I wanted to share a poem um, by Lorna Goodison. I'm reading from this book, Guinea Women, which is um, a book of her collected poems. She is a Jamaican writer. She has numerous poetry collections. And I am reading a poem entitled, I Am Becoming My Mother, which is the title poem for a collection that won her a Commonwealth Poetry Prize for the Americas. In 2019, she was awarded the Queen's Gold Medal for Poetry. She has taught English and African-American studies at the University of Michigan and she divides her time between Ann Arbor, Toronto, and Jamaica. And so this is titled, I Am Becoming My Mother. Yellow brown woman, fingers smelling always of onions. My mother raises rare blooms and waters them with tea. Her birth waters sung like rivers, my mother is now me. My mother had a linen dress the color of the sky and stored lace and damask tablecloths to pull shame out of her eye. I am becoming my mother, brown, yellow woman, fingers smelling always of onions. And the last poem I will read um, is the opening poem for my collection, Killing Maria's, which is really a call to, um, I, I think of this book of poems as a, as a, as a place, actually, as a, as a location for those of us who read and hear these poems to be in solidarity with the women to that um, that it eulogizes 43 women killed um, in Juarez whose names began with Maria. And I will read a translation. I will start with the Spanish translation of the poem and then I will end with the English um, version. Maria, somos todas una, protégenos madrecita. We are all one. 
hechas en tu imagen, hermanas bordadas, enlazadas alrededor de tu capa de estrellas. Como tú, tenemos todas aureolas suaves, pezones duros, y como tú, una cueva, un nido de golondrinas. Fina es la entrada a la rajadura que da vida. Todo lo de ti es armonía, todo lo tuyo divino. Nacar del océano profundo, estrella de cielos púrpura, tu dignidad brota, agua limpia en cada una de nosotras. We are all one. Now the English version that has Spanish in it as well. María, somos todas una. Protégenos, madrecita. We are all one. In your image made, hermanas, sisters, linked, backstitched, to the edge of your brilliant robe. Like you, we have aureolas smooth and nipples hard. Like you, we have a nested swallow cave and a life-giving cut. All about you is harmonious and divine. Nacre of the deepest ocean, star of purple skies, your divinity surges inside each of us. We are all. One. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. Again, thank you, Rick and Karen, for creating the space for us. And thank you to all of you who have joined us this afternoon to remember and honor women across the world. I'm sure there's lots of stories among all of you that honor and remember your ancestors, your moms, your grandmothers, your great-grandmothers, your daughters, um, and friends. I think with that, we'll end the program. I'll, I'll just come in for us at the very end <laughs> say um, to thank you all, um, each of you, each and all, Jackie, Dima, Hillary, Cindy, Lena, and Claudia, uh, for what you've given us today. I'm saying that because of the comments such as that are coming through the chat and we know would be in the room, but it's been a pleasure and an honor um, for us to be able to um, help play our little part and, and for you to be heard and seen. Um, and those voices you also all have brought to this are the other voices of the other poets. So thank you again, everyone. And um, yes, books, all these poets and the books they've talked about to read too. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was amazing. Yes, it was. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Lots of love. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Elliott Bay Book Company presented The Water We Carry on March 5th. To find the full event and other great Seattle area talks, go to our website, kuow.org speakers. While you're there, subscribe to our podcast and share your comments. Thank you for listening. Tune in again soon. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.